kokainum. Welcome back to a historic second episode of Podcast the Motion Picture. I'm your host, Jack Brainerd, creator of Studio Brain. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Reed LaRock. Hey, I'm Reed. Uh, Noah Lane. Hello. And my brother, Cole Brainerd. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, today we got we got a special episode for you all today for those ten total listeners. Hell yeah! Great. This is for those you. Those numbers are inflated. <laughs> I they could be. I'm not. I'm not gonna fuck around. They might be. We go off downloads and we have like two. So That's I'm just gonna assume Man, one of them was me. Is this, what, what is this recording? It is recording. Oh, for who? Us. This isn't live. Everyone. This is not live. This isn't live. <laughs> He's new to this, guys. Give him a second. He's got there are stop. millions of people listening right now, Reed. Yeah. In uh, where? Taiwan. To my hi, F- George Bush. To my FBI uh, secret agent who's listening to us. Hello. Okay, right. we're, right. we're kind of off bit topic right now. Let's let's move, move on. on. So Noah, do you want us to lead us into the first segment today? I sure will, Jack. Today we're gonna start off with a little news segment I like to call. Scott Newsgram versus the world. Jack, what are we starting with today? Well, I think today we got to talk about the most recent news about the Martin Scorsese film, The Irishman. Uh, Cole, do you have any more information on that? There's not really meant much for, like, news, I guess. They released a few um, stills today, and one of them features uh, Robert De Niro's high heels. Uh, I would like to add that Joe Pesci is old. Yeah, uh, Joe Pesci, does he still look funny? Uh, his hair is, like, slicked back instead of curly. He looks less angry, I think. Huh. Anyways, Al Pacino's having a good year. He was just in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and now he's working with Scorsese. I, I don't like Al Pacino. Oh, well, that's all we have today. We've, we've, <laughs> we've been over this. Today. You know this. Join you us know next this. Week I don't like episode. Al Pacino. Uh, have you seen Dog Day Afternoon? No. Well, you should. Um, You'd like him. I'm pretty sure it was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, it was. Has anyone here seen Jack and Jill? (laughs) A classic (laughs) Alpha We don't don't bring up. We did this last week. I swear, if we bring up Jack and Jill on every fucking episode. Okay, well, I wasn't here (laughs) to discuss it, so let me just throw my two cents here. Get your families together, sit down with a nice bowl of popcorn, and just watch Jack and Jill. It's a great Al Pacino classic with, I think Adam Sandler has a cameo in it once or twice in it. Uh, uh, Al Pacino, great actor. Uh, he is fantastic. Oh. oh. So and after you're done watching with your family, uh, spike some Kool-Aid with some dangerous chemicals and kill yourself. Oh, it is a must. It is a must. Disclaimer, don't actually yep. kill yourself with There we go again, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we just have one episode without controversy? Come I, sw- on. I swear if we have every episode, there's at least one suicide joke or Jack and Jill reference. Where's, we're ending this where's episode. Where's the controversy? I think we're all in agreement. <laughs> you can't keep going <laughs> you after you've seen you Jack can't and Jill. Watch Jack That's the end of the line. Hola, Jack. Hola. What do you got for us now? Well, Hola. to continue on with the Irishman, it's... Uh, Opening the New York Film Festival, so you know before is it, it com- really? Yeah, before it comes that. to Netflix. That's awesome. I mean, I'm. It's it's blasphemy to say, but I'm not like a huge Martin Scorsese guy. Like I've seen Goodfellas once and I appreciated it, but I don't really care to watch it again. You know. 
Well, what but about... I'm still like super pumped for this movie. What, what about Shutter Island? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Departed. He did Shutter I've Island. I've seen The Departed. He did do Shutter Island. Okay. Oh my god. It's like the least we watch him a movie ever, but he still did it. Remember in The Departed when Leo gets his brains blown out? That part sucked. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was pretty yeah, unexpected. <laughs> Reed, have you seen the Departed? Yeah, I've uh, seen the Departed, but there's people who haven't seen the Departed. I'm so sorry. Hey, Reed, do you remember the scene where Matt Damon gets his head blown off? Oh my gosh! Oh my god, I forgot about that part. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. If both of those two are dead, then nobody could possibly be the mole at the end of the movie. Remember the part where that old guy gets thrown off a building? Who gets thrown off the building? Some old guy. I don't know his name. (laughs) I heard you say mole, but I think you meant rat. And in case you didn't get that... Marty gives us a nice rat running across the screen at the yeah. end. Yeah, it's very obvious. Oh, yeah. so the rat itself. That's was probably the rat. for like, just like the lowest common denominator right. audience that did understand the ending. Wait a minute. Maybe like when they did like a screening for like the producers and they're after the movie, like one of them was like, "Who's the rat? Who's the rat?" <laughs> Reed, you <laughs> you look understand. like you look like you got something to say, Reed. Something just clicked. Is this all part of the Irishman? Yes. Oh my god, this is going to be a great movie. Oh the MCU god. actually stands for Martin Cinematic Universe, and it's all been building up to the Irishman. I hope that Martin Scorsese... That'd be wild, let's be honest. That's really dumb, actually. I hope Scorsese <laughs> uses the podcast just to think, man, these guys suck so much. Yeah. Because of how terribly we just set up the Irishman. Which is going to be great. Go see it in... In yeah, Netflix. No. Netflix. Netflix. The theater industry is dying, despite mm-hmm. what the numbers say. Yeah. Or if you're... Watch, instead of watching in a dirty theater where people sit there every day where it smells like old-ass dirty carpet, sit in your comfortable home on your nice flat-screen TV and watch it. <laughs> well... You... Seriously, well, who wants to sit in a theater chair that's been sat by hundreds of other people who may or may not have even showered, and they don't clean up in there at all, really. They just kind of sleep around and stuff and shuffle in the next movie. makes the decision to stop going to the movie theater and to start sitting at home and waiting for the releases to be on your own screen, in your own basement, on your own couch, with your own food, I will find you. He won't actually find you. That's I don't a know. fake threat. I don't know how to find you. I, I and no that. one will listen to us anyways, so it's it okay. doesn't even matter. Harry. Well, do you guys remember Yeah, this shout the... out to Harrison. Harry, yeah. good luck out there, friend. Th- thanks for listening, buddy. Hey, do you guys remember what the best movie last year was that wasn't a franchise film? It was by far Roma, which was a Netflix original. You know what? I sat down to watch it, and I never did. Oh, well. I... <laughs> you suck! I thought it was pretty movie, and it kind of changed the way I look at something. Yeah, but you yeah, know I'm what? One? The... I mean, I'm at the agree with you on it. That was a good movie. I mean, like. I guess you can be more emotionally moved by it, but I was thoroughly entertained. I thought it was but, a really well-crafted masterpiece that thoroughly deserved its um, Oscar for Best Foreign Language Picture. Hell but yeah. since it was a foreign language picture, it couldn't qualify for a regular, like, actual Best Picture of the Year for some reason. It qualified. They, I mean, it qualified, they just, but... They just gave it to Green Book. got knocked because... out of the water by Green Book. Oh my goodness. Vigo Mortensen, Mahershala Ali, they're coming in at it. They even got the We're not going to talk about Green Book Lights today. Going. Why are you talking about Roma then, huh? We're, we're not going to talk about this yeah, today. Let's move on, Jack. Let's move on. After Cole's nihilistic views on life were brought forward. If you what? can't tell, he's a nihilist. Uh, I don't care. Next up. Fucking nihilist. Fucking... <laughs> They're not us, Donnie. These men are cowards. <laughs> These men are cowards. All right. Uh, What's next? So next we've got uh, I'm I'm gonna butcher this fucking. They wrote a name, book so about me. Ready for this? Alfonso Cuarón. No. Uh, 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 Luca uh, uh, Guadagnino. 
Janino. Yeah, they call me by your name. Oh, guy. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, 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 there we go. He's uh, adapting Lord of the Flies. Okay, is that the one where all the boys are on the island and they have gay sex? Yes. I don't think. I don't think they. I really don't think that's what it's about. <laughs> but <laughs> there is people on an island. I think the so, Simpsons made fun of it one time. You ever seen the episode where they go? I have like, not. Like Otto, like drives the bus over a bridge and they get stuck on an island. I don't even know who Otto is. And um, well, anyways, Ralph, I think eats some like strawberries or whatever. And he's Otto like, is the main character. Otto Simpson. He is the husband to Ned Simpson. Which one is Stewie? <sighs> Stewie is from the American South Park so, show. So, anyways, no one cares about a remake of a fucking fifty-year-old book in a movie form. Yeah, like so, I mean, like actually, honestly, he's, no one he's a, a good shit. director, like, sure. but I am zero percent excited. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! For Speaking about a fifty-year-old book in movie form, Green Book. Let's talk about Shut that. Shut up. <laughs> so to continue, uh, what the Lord of the Flies is about, since. For those who don't know what it is, I think we made it clear we're not interested. We're not. In we're we're generally well, not interested. Well, I'm in the fucking host, the so I'm gonna give them. I don't know what's happening. I'm gonna give them the. Uh, was, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I'm sorry, Jack. Please continue. Yeah. Uh, so as I was saying, you're not getting paid for this week. We don't get paid at all. That's that's right. Actually, Reed does. Not paying yeah. us at all. We're being forced Reed to record this. Help us. So as I was saying. The Lord of the Flies ba- is just a story about a group of schoolboys who become stranded on a deserted island and over time yes, find themselves devolving into savages of their own basis nature. Cool. Next topic. Um, what are we going to talk about next? I don't know, Colt. Do you have any idea? Did you come, come any prepared for is this new segment? News? Yeah, I think that is that uh, it really it for Right news? now for IMDb, I mean, we've got little shit. So, uh, Wait, Jack, you're not thinking of this of yourself right now? I mean, you want to know about Jason Momoa to produce and star and throw a sweet girl no, on Netflix? No, that's okay. Should we kind of move into the uh, Tarantino talk? We can... So, yeah. And if there's uh, any other news that you don't think you need to cover at it all. Was, it was Tarantino's highest opening weekend. Yeah. It made like $40 million. So, I think, yeah, let's just move into uh, – let's talk about our thoughts about Once Upon a Time in America. All right. Start us off, Jack. What do you think? So, uh I oh, love sorry. the movie. Oh, okay. I love the movie. I'm just <laughs> trying to get words right. going. So, but after digesting it, I think it's better than Hateful Eight. Agreed. Uh, I actually, th- I okay. It's a a movie itself. I think it's better than Django. Okay. <gasps> as, <laughs> as a movie, thoughts as a movie, like, more specific. I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there, Cole. We can get into rankings more at the so, end. But just, just spitball here. The straight, the straightforwardness of the movie, you know, I liked the buddy comedy between uh, Brad Pitt and Leo. Of course. It was, like, it made me care about these characters. Like, near the end of the movie where shit's about to go down. Oh, yeah, wait, like, wait, 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 hold on. Spoiler warning or no spoiler warning? Is this a spoiler-free review or is this a spoiler It's going to be spoiler-free. Really should make, this is going to be spoiler-free. Then make that, Are say that sure? before we start with Yes. Okay, let's talk spoiler-free for a bit, and then we can go into spoilers, okay? Okay, very well. Yeah, or we can, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or, listen to this, ad placement, or you can go to our Patreon and become a Patreon all right, subscriber. All right, all right. We'll talk about that at the end of the show, all right? Yeah. You and know, get that doesn't check. Let's talk about the movies. We made it clear that we were sellouts all right, last, movies. last time we recorded, but this time we're actual, like, critical thinkers right now. Yes. And to be clear, this part will be spoiler-free. Go ahead. So, as I was saying, uh, 
Tarantino made you care about Brad Pitt and uh, Leo's characters quite a bit. Yes. Oh, I like, I cared about them. That's like, what movies should strive to do. Make you care about the characters. Did I interrupt? It's okay. Uh, you're not interrupting. For uh, those listening at home, he just stared intently at Cole Brain. He stared at him directly. It was very intent. intent. So with that, uh, you know, I liked how, I'm, I mean, the idea about, like, Sharon Tate, you know, that she was there. Hot. She was there. But, Whoa. I mean, uh, besides being used for a straight Tarantino's foot fetish, oh, which yeah. is clear as fucking day. I'm, I'm starting to get on board with that. I'm no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I was so, like, I knew he had his little, like, fetishes, but when it was clear as day, a dirty-ass foot, like, on the window of a car. Yeah. I, I hate to interject, Do you think but... it's Tarantino, or do you think it's the director of photography? Uh, Tarantino is, oh... No, it's Tarantino. 110% is Tarantino. Yeah. What if he's just getting a bad rap and it's just the guy who shoots? <laughs> his cinematographer has a foot fetish. No one knows who is his name, though. I mean, give let's hear your opinion about Tarantino's foot fetish. Uh, uh, I thought it was very clear from, from Kill Bill Volume 1 with the classic line, Wiggle your big toe. I thought it was a callback to something in his past, and I didn't want to look into it any further, but I have been since then, and I just I don't know what to think anymore. Go on, Jack. But, you know, to continue on, it was a lot more comedic than a usual Tarantino movie. You know, it, Tarantino movies usually are dark comedies. You know, they have action. There's a lot of violence. Yep. But this had a lot more straightforward, like, comedic setup. It was like, yep. like there's a lot more, like, setup jokes, you know, especially with Brad Pitt's character. I would say almost... Especially with Leo's character, with his his struggles, that's where I've got most of my humor. Other than the end, which we'll get to later. Which we'll get to, but yeah, yeah it was like, it was... Spoilers. Spoilers. But it was a pretty straightforward movie. Like, you know, he didn't try to do too much scare, like, like experimental shit with it. Well, well yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, that. it was... It was... I, as, I was pretty surprised by the end. I, I, guess. I mean, yeah, but as a All straightforward right, let, let, Tarantino let's movie Let's move goes, on to uh, Reed LaRock's thoughts here. Reed, what do you think about the movie? <laughs> it's okay. It's Go okay. off the top of your head, dude. It's okay, buddy. That was a good answer. Thank you Reed. very much for you. Description. Interpretation. Understanding. Wow. Bold. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I love a movie that takes its time, and this movie took its time. Like you said, a normal movie would have had those moments, and I would have been like, oh my god, move on. But with these characters, I wanted every second with them. Leo and Brad Pitt, it was such 
I felt privileged to see them on screen together, you know? It had been since The Revenant that Leo had been the lead in a mo- in, in any movie, I mm-hmm. think, right? Yeah. He He's just a master. Brad Pitt should get a supporting actor nomination, if not a win. He, yes, he, he steals the show. Uh, Damien Lewis has a nice turn as Steve McQueen in, like, one scene. <laughs> I mean... What an so, odd choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dakota Fanning's in there. Just a great supporting cast. Oh, uh, Robin from Stranger Things Season 3 shows up, too. Hawk. Hell yeah. yeah. She's gonna be huge. I love her. Uh, yeah. It was shot beautifully. Dialogue's there. I wouldn't call it one of my favorite. It's, it's in the latter half of Tarantino's for me, just because there's an energy to some of his other movies that I didn't quite feel here. And there was I didn't get quite as much into the the story of it as I have before, but I I had a great time with it and I will be picking up the Blu-ray the day it is available to me. That was wonderful, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Cole? Yeah, well, I mean, I can be on the same basis as you guys. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I thought it was really well done, really well made. Uh, the characters themselves. They were really well written and made me really care about them and their dilemmas going through the movie. Um, yeah, like Tarantino movies, they're one of the few movies that released today, or at least him as a director, writer-director, that really releases movies that are truly original and interesting to see. And they still bring crowds. I mean, look yeah. at the highest-grossing Tarantino movie for a weekend. It's amazing that he's still able to bring people in to watch them. And yeah. He keeps producing or producing this amazing uh, work that he does, and yeah, I mean, if we're doing rankings, like I don't, I don't necessarily want to rank it yet because I just don't know what to think so far. It was more in those specifics, but I definitely think it's one of his best movies that he's done, and yeah, it's really interesting and really well done and definitely worth seeing. Yeah, I think it's really, really huge for the film industry that this movie was Tarantino's record because it I proves that. Oh, I'm sorry, it proves that the director still matters, and it proves that the movie star is not dead. Because I guarantee Leo and Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie, for that matter, brought people in the seats for this movie. <laughs> I'd love to get into more specifics once we get into a spoiler review of it. <clears throat> But yeah, I definitely would recommend seeing it. It's wonderful. Quite. Uh, boo. Boo. So, uh, I mean, you guys kind of covered I think everything. We got, yeah, I think, should we move into the what we really want to talk about being the what I assume is the last 15 minutes of the movie? Spoiler discussion? Yeah. All should right, we do it? Let's do it. So, for those listening, you have about 10 seconds if you haven't seen the movie. Reed, get us a countdown. And... This is Seven. ground control to Major Tom. Four and a half, maybe. Two? Eleven? Seen countdown. What in three quarters? And it's time for spoilers. Take your spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Alarm. The, the Titanic sinks. Alarm. Gandalf dies. But uh, Gandalf doesn't actually die. What? What? <laughs> I haven't but, seen those yet. I'm sorry. Spoilers, Hollywood. Let's go. The big thing is, is that in the last 15 minutes, when the man- Mansion children, is that what it's called? Manson. 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 My bad. Manor or large home children. If you have trouble remembering, think man cinema. Man son. Man son. The children, is that what they're like officially yeah, known as? Yeah, the Manson family. Yeah, so when they this go up real life. and instead of going up to Sharon Tate's home, they go into... 
uh, Rick Dalton. Rick, Rick Dalton. Dalton. Yeah. And who is they're incapacitated. Brad Pitt's character is tripping on acid, <laughs> which is by far one of the best scenes that's ever. A, that's a great piece a, in the movie. We'll never be forgotten. Yeah. But I think the best part of that entire sequence is, uh, like, how even on acid, like, on a dime, Brad Pitt's character knows exactly what's going on, especially with the dog, and just rips shit apart. Like, let, let me pose you a question here. I loved the throwing of the dog food can in the face. <laughs> I loved the flamethrower to the girl in the pool. Did you think the smashing of the face on the ledge was a bit too far? Because I well, thought that okay. might have been a Let's bit too far. Let's get into more of specifics. Tarantino <laughs> doesn't need – there's no such thing as too far for this man. He can go wherever he wants because he, what he's making is exploitation. It's, it's meant to shock you. It's meant to – to be like that is what he's doing that's what all of his previous movies have been has been exploitation flicks he always has the violence like that and it's always entertaining yeah, i don't believe it and for a second that he went too far and i was thoroughly entertained by the entire scene i, I mean yeah laugh. it's le- this legitimately played for humor you are generally supposed to laugh during that moment just because of, just because of the setting it... and how brad pitt's character is it's, and the, I think there's like, if I remember correctly, there's a music track going over the entire thing. I think so. It's yeah. generally played for laughs. Yeah. And yeah, so that just leads into the fact that he's an exploitation director. And you know what? Like more like for like the entire runtime of the movie, that's the only major violence that takes place in the film too. That's true. That's his he, only was, like that's his trademark violence, and it's, it's in the it's last fifteen minutes. Pretty restrained so, for a turn. Yeah. So yeah, that's like when you said earlier where it's like it's kind of like a you know i don't want to call it like boring but like it is a tamed down movie tarantino flick for like a majority of it yeah or at the very least it's um more i i don't i don't really want to say like you know it's worse or anything in comparison to the other ones but it's definitely different yeah compared to his other movies which are way more like there seems to be way more drive and like for instance you watch hateful eight there's always an aura of like tension ever since since the beginning of the, when the movie when Ennio Morricone's uh, s- score comes yeah. over. You're just automatically tense throughout the entire flick. Yeah. And this one, it's far more laid back. You're just chilling. You're taking in the atmosphere that he's establishing, and yeah. So. Well, that not. I feel like that's like the whole point of the movie. Yeah. Like, no. As like, I said that's why times. I don't. That's not a criticism. That's definitely the point of the flick. As I've said multiple times beforehand. It's it's a love letter to the 1960s Hollywood. It's Tarantino's love letter saying, like, but like, call it a love letter I, to it's, it's specifically com- the 1960s Hollywood. It is. I call it the love, love letter. letter to Hollywood in general, more specifically the golden age of which Hollywood, is the which 1960s. in mm, 1960s, 70s, you know, 50s. Uh, but well, in the movie, Jack, the golden age of I Hollywood is dying, as if represented as um. Rick Dalton. Specifically, Rick Dalton's character not being able Rick to land Dalton. a job when he used to be the most popular man in like the U.S. at the time in the fifties. It's more of like a representation of like the old Hollywood dying, no, which also not. you can see in, uh, for instance, um, where he used to shoot his old show, which was on that what was it called, uh, Spawn's Cattle Ranch or whatever. Uh, Cowboy Ranch. Well, that used to be a set for like a. I know, Cole. I watched TV the movie. Show, but now it's taken up by the Manson family, who are a bunch of crazy murderers. I watched the so, movie. Yeah, you can definitely see like the correlation between you like, know the degradation what was the of best part of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What? No. What was the best part of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? 
Quentin Tarantino did not insert himself in a cameo <laughs> role. That was such a a. Wait, you didn't see him? Is he in it? Okay, oh my god! Dead. I was like, <laughs> that is like... such a breath breath of fresh air. Are you a fa- are you a fan of Tarantino's Tarantino, acting? Um... <laughs> Django, the film it previously was. I'd say tied for my favorite Quentin Tarantino film, but what really got it up there, up the list for me, is Quentin Tarantino uh, uh, talking uh, uh, racially to Jamie Foxx uh, with an Australian accent. Just the layers of, of what yes. am I watching in this yes. moment? Very really just put me in the like mood for yeah. what, and I just I need that in every film. Isn't it funny when he just fucking blows up? Too? Spoilers, Cole. We didn't address that we would be spoiling Django. And now we spoil it's like that like seven years old. Oh my goodness. Technically, technically, we did state this is a spoiler section. So we are in the spoilers. Spoilers for all We are movies. in the spoilers ever. ever. For every movie. Every single movie. Darth Vader is Luke's father. Spoiler. There will not be a Passion of the Christ 2. Kevin Spacey touches teenage boys. Part 4. And we're going to end it at that. <laughs> so, any more thoughts Actually, on I think they dropped the case on Kevin Spacey. They did. Let's not talk about it. But we're not going to talk about it because who the fuck cares about him anymore? Let him be. So, uh, do we got any uh, more What are you getting your... Do we have any more topics about Once Upon a Time in America? Thank you for saying that. I have to cut that out now. It's Hollywood, not America this time. Fuck. I have to cut that out anyway, so... Once Upon a Time in America, uh, Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood this time, not America. Uh, Hollywood, once again. Uh, I'd like to address the title of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm sure a lot of people heard it, it and compared to things like Django Unchained, Pulp Fiction, and Reservoir Dogs. It probably comes across. Cole, could you please not interrupt this part of the segment? This is Gotta a read, I love take, it. Like five seconds worth of words. Uh, uh, thank you. No, I I enjoyed the encouragement. Uh, anyway, the the title "Once Upon a Time in Hollywood" may come across as gaudy or or long. I I'm sure I felt it a little bit. I mean, I was I I, I suppose maybe I'm judgmental. But once you see the end of the film, you'll understand that the reason why it's called "Once Upon a Time in Hollywood" is that it it diverts from from reality in the end to show what could have happened and and what could possibly have have happen should history been written a different way i won't spoil yeah it. I, mean, I mean it's like it's a fairy tale i feel well, like that's what yeah. it's, that's associated with yeah. once upon a time yeah. it mm-hmm. generally is a fantasy or a fairy tale so yeah i would also like it's clearly like a reference to the old sergio leone flicks which is once upon a time in the west or once upon a time in america or specifically more like the west where like the film where once upon a time in hollywood has like clear references or, like, uh, inspiration from old Western clicks. You know what I mean? So it's time to move into our next segment, reviews. Now, before this, I would like to make one statement. Uh, we love ads. Everyone yeah, loves ads. Put your ad here. We'd love a sponsorship. You know, uh, for some of us, they do enjoy selling out. Looking at you, Noah. But Hell yeah. Park your ad on my face. Right there. So, you know, hit us up at the in the episode description today. We should have a Patreon link, Spotify links, email links, all the good shit. Hit us up if you're listening. Please, we'd love to have a sponsor. 
Yes, like, subscribe, five star rating on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Please leave Thank a you. comment. We're not on Apple Podcasts. Our Hulu account and leave us that big like button on the Instagram. If you really want to, too, you can check us out on our MySpace page. Do we have one of those? We no. sure do. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, check us out at MySpace. So moving into reviews, uh, this last weekend I got the chance to see the Art of Self Defense. Tell us a little about it, Jack. What is that movie, Jack? How can I learn that? The art of self-defense. Well, first off, you know, it's a Jesse Eisenberg, like, main role film. So, you know, it's going to be a little weird. But, so, I going out to say, it wasn't what I expected. Always a good sign for me. I have no expectations right now because I don't know what it is. So, the art of self-defense is about Jesse Eisenberg's main character, his character, Casey, uh, is it's this is the description, so I'm not spoiling anything. But what happens is, is that um he gets mugged hor- horribly. There's a mugging. You know he's scarred from it. Doesn't want to go outside at night anymore. So then you know he goes out and looks for options, and he finds karate, uh, karate. Which, oh, yes. So he figures this oh. out. Oh, Woo. karate. So with that. You know, it, the whole movie is about his interactions with, like, this idea of, like, being able to beat the shit out of someone or the arts of self-defense. That's neat. But what the movie actually is about, what I thought, I thought it was just going to be a dark comedy about, you know, Jesse Eisenberg learning how to kick the shit out of people. But it actually has a really good social commentary about uh, toxic masculinity. Social networky. <laughs> See, you were the only one that could laugh at that. <laughs> You're fired. No like walk out. You know, <laughs> Leave. <laughs> I'm something of an artist myself. But, well, hey, know, that's a Spider-Man reference. No, I'm, I'm listening Did now. Did you see more the meme? With I, Jack, go on. I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Not at all. <laughs> but as I was saying, it's actually got a pretty good social commentary about toxic masculinity. Oh, that's good. that's good to hear. So, like, that. this idea that, you know... Uh, what is toxic masculinity? It's like this idea that, you know... Men are actually, men. Yeah, men are men. You can't have a small dog. You can't cry. You can't you cry. You a big truck. You know, you have to listen to metal, hard rock. Yeah, Metallica. Yeah, toxic masculinity is alive and well. No, so it was a pretty good, like, social commentary about that. The, the film strays near the end of it. You know, they try to pull off a twist that, if you've been paying attention to the movie, like, it's pretty straightforward and given off from right at the start. So, there's that. And then, I liked the ending. Like, it was quirky. It was kind of a, like, nice little closure. But, other than that, Jesse Eisenberg plays the same character as he always does. Yeah, but was he good, or did, did you get annoyed with him? It's... He's because weird. I think he's awesome in the social network, but by the time Batman v Superman comes around, I don't want to ever see him again. So that's his character. Take have you seen? Yeah, take that. Uh, like social network slash Lex Luthor character, and then make that like fast talking, you know, but make him awkward, nerdy, and have already so all yeah, he's already and all wait, that. wait, 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 w
he he's less smart and he's got no self confidence. So he's just kind of oh, like Oh, so, so he's not a cock. He's not cocky. Okay. So it's just him fast talking but kind of sad. Like I'm sad now, I'm impressed. Would is Jesse Eisenberg good for this role or would Michael Sarah fit this role? Michael Sarah. I fucking hated Jesse Eisenberg in this movie. Wow. Bold. With a bold claim. I guess our friend Jesse's not coming on the show. Mm-hmm. Not a chance. He probably he's too much actually, isn't he kind of like supposed to be a prick? I, I have no, yeah, have no idea. I can't assume. Is that Michael Sarah? Michael Sarah's. No, Michael yeah, Sarah's. No, Michael. Awesome. Have you watched the interviews? He's a dick. No, Michael, he's it's, awesome. I knew it's one of the two. It's either Jesse or it's Michael Sarah. His name is Jesse. You cannot be mean. He's if from your name Canada. Is Jesse. You can't be mean if you're from Canada. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Well, who's the better nerd actor, though? Michael Sarah or I am Jesse more of a Michael Sarah fan because of my connection to Arrested Development, Superbad, and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That's all I'll say on that for today. But Imagine if they did a spinoff of The Social Network with Michael Cera playing Mark Zuckerberg. That wouldn't make any sense, Cole. So with <laughs> continuing with the art of self-defense. Or just a straight-up remake of Social Network of Michael Cera. I can't talk when he's talking. That's all right. Carry on Go with ahead. the So as I was carrying on. Self-defense. So I would say wrap it up. With... My final score of this movie, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. You know, it has it. It doesn't in some points. It's got some comedy. Some comedy doesn't work. But forward as a straightforward movie with an actual meaning and theme, it works. It delivers its message. It does it subtly. And then with some characters, what I liked is that when they actually talk about self-defense, certain characters will be like Wikipedia descriptions of it. Like, they're, like, feeding information to the audience saying, like, here's all these facts. And then Jesse Eisenberg is like, yeah, okay, like, blah, 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 and then leaves and then goes on with his life. But, yeah, Arts of Self-Defense, 7 out of 10, you know, if a $5 movie night, I'd go watch it. I'm interested in it. I always like indie movies, so, yeah, I might give it a look. So, yeah, Noah, I believe you also had a movie to review. Yes, I will be talking about a classic movie today I just watched for the first time two nights ago. It is a 1980s Caddyshack starring Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, and the late, great Rodney Dangerfield. Straight up, didn't love it, you know. (laughs) It's tough because comedy is so different today than it is in 1980, you know. So I feel like a lot of the humor doesn't really hold up. But what I will say is that those three guys I just mentioned all crushed it. They're all hilarious. The scene between... Oh, I didn't even mention Bill Murray. The scene between Chevy Chase and Bill Murray and Bill Murray's shitty house with the half half weed, half turf is pretty iconic. And there's some great quotable lines, but the thing is, it, it feels kind of like a SNL episode with a bunch of skits tied together, you know? And I, I much prefer, you know, Superbad, which is one of my favorite comedies ever has like a uh, a storyline with characters you care about and i did not give a shit about any character in this movie so as a comedy it's funny and i appreciate the iconicism but will i watch it again eh probably not i was i was kind of let down if i'm being honest well can i ask a question sure are you a golfer absolutely not i hate it so there's one connection you already lose to like probably making fun of golf, but with that, I mean, I'm, it's been a while since I've seen Caddyshack, so the golfer's fucking hilarious. I yeah, the little animatronic golfer is pretty, pretty cute. I will say he dances around, and it's, it's okay. I mean, one of my favorite bits is the duped out golf bag that yes, has like a bar that and shit. plays 
journeys any way you want it, and they all dance around. That, that, I'm not saying it's bad, you know, there's some nice scenes, but it's just, I didn't see it as, as like, the classic comedy that everyone else seems to. Oh. Interesting take, Noah. Yeah. What's your, do you got a final score for us, then? B. I, I guess it's 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 above average. I guess. Well, for like old comedy movies, I definitely think people should like see it, like for like how, like, I, I, for, like iconic jokes and be able to get references like specifically like. If Bill you don't Murray see jokes. this movie, Cole hates you. Yeah, yeah. that's that's my You're final take. You're an idiot if you no. have not seen Caddyshack. What Jack? What Jack? What do you want? <laughs> oh, nothing. Let's move on to the. So, as you probably heard. Each one of us each has a different scoring system, <laughs> so feel free. Yeah, I'm, I'm a letter grade guy. I'm more of a number guy, so, you know, let's move on to the next review. I believe it was Cole. You had a review for us? Yeah, uh, I just recently watched a very well-renowned movie from 1974, uh, Chinatown, directed by Roman Polanski, who was... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah, Roman Polanski. Yeah, who was featured yeah, in it, yeah. We're not getting into their personal lives, but obviously. Fuck Roman Polanski. Yeah, for that you matter. Suck, dude. Am I just imagining? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay, that's, that's how it, that's what happened. Okay, yeah, no, it's for like, it's definitely like, it's re- well regarded as one of like, for AFI's like top 100 best movies of all time, and it definitely deserves it. It won best original screenplay in 75. Um, just to go on more specifically, if anyone's unfamiliar with the uh, plot, it takes place in L.A. in about like the early 40s in a post-World War One America, uh, or pre-World War One America, I should say, actually. And uh, it stars Jack Nicholson as a um, former police officer turned private eye, and he investigates um, extramarital affairs, more specifically just men wanting to catch their wives cheating on them, and then... Uh, well, yeah, that's mostly his job. Uh, but then he gets picked up by by a, a woman for this job because she suspects her husband of cheating on him, and he unearths a more, like, a greater controversy that deals with the entire L.A. area and just goes all the way to the top of, like, the L.A. food chain, I would say. Um, no, it's for, for like, a mystery. It's just a mystery. It's a mystery movie, for, say, at least crime drama mystery book. But what makes it so special is is that, well, every single scene is utilized perfectly to the development of the plot. Um, every single scene adds a new layer to the mystery and making it more and more interesting and more and more intense until a massive build-up until the very end, because everyone knows that iconic line, like, forget, forget, a Jake, it, yeah. forget a Jake's Chinatown. It's an incredible line of dialogue. And yeah, it's more of an encapsulation. Like, if you see the movie, you'd really understand it, but it's more of an encapsulation of the whole, like, it's like more of like a really tragic ending compared to like the rest of the movie because Jack Nicholson has been going throughout this whole movie just trying to unearth this plot to become grander and grander and just the end. I don't know if I want to spoil it for everyone, if because it is from '74. This is the one with the incest, right? Yes. Okay. I have not. I have not seen this movie, <laughs> See, so please yeah. do not spoil it. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but it's just an incredible ending to just an amazing movie. I would definitely say it is a perfect flick, and it is a perfectly structured screenplay, and it definitely deserved that Oscar from ni- 1975. So yeah, I would definitely recommend it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So your final score was perfect, I believe? Yeah, perfect. Okay. Reed? 
Oh no, do you have something to say? I'm just excited to hear oh, us yeah. go from whatever the hell Jack said, art of self-defense, to Caddyshack, to the great Chinatown, to Reed. What are you talking about tonight? Uh, tonight I will be talking about the classic, and I do mean classic, 2018 hit, Tag. Tag is a film about a couple of buddies who have been playing Tag their entire life, and now finally... Uh, the main character, Hogan, has found out that their buddy, Jerry, has decided to, to receive uh, uh, his his um, activity in the game, and he's decided this will be the last year that he plays in their massive game of tag. So, being that Jerry has never been tagged, Hogan gathers the rest of the friend group together uh, uh, on the eve, uh, uh, I suppose two-day eve, of Jerry's wedding, to try and get him. Uh, uh, and trust me, things go a little bit more than sideways. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, uh. so this this <laughs> film uh, includes uh, uh, actors such as Ed Helms, John uh, John Hamm, yeah. uh, Jeremy Renner, yeah. uh, Isla Fisher. Uh, I think it's Isla. Don't forget about Hannibal. She is Hannibal Perez, uh, Rashida Jones, and there's a guy mm, with a beard yeah. who plays a character named Chili. I don't. Jake Johnson. There it is. New Girls, Jake Johnson. I actually get him when I enter my face into that celebrity lookalike thing. That is very fantastic. That is <laughs> I would have not expected that. Uh, anyway, uh, so you might be saying to yourself, Reed, what? Why did you watch this movie? And Because really it's just a great movie. It is, for some odd reason, not only hilarious, but by the end of the film has a very deep emotional message that came, comes out of nowhere and uh, really just – it blows you up. So that works for you, huh? Because that part throws me off when I, I get I wouldn't that. say it works for me uh, uh, for reasons uh, we don't need to get into. But just really there is a message to be learned from the film. And if you can grasp onto it, really just grab on as best you can and hold on because it's something that will really last, be, last with you for a, a long while. Would you say hold on loosely but don't let go? I would not say that. If you – Playing too tightly, you're gonna lose control. No, I would never utter those words. Oh, okay. That's, those are not. What was that from my comic? Thirty-eight band. specials. Hold on. Like that's that's I was gonna say, are we about to get another musical number? Uh, <laughs> so, for my rating of this of this hit film, um, out of a red pill and a blue pill, I would give it the red pill. Okay. So I had a good time with Tag. It's not great, but I think it's worth a watch. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. It is great. You I probably won't see it. it. No, seriously. Yeah. Out of all the comedies that have come out in the past I, 10 years, 50 years, they're very dumb, and this one is fantastic. Dude, last year was great for comedies, though. We had Game Night, Tag, and Blockers. And Roma. Are... What a shitty film to laugh at. <laughs> Roma was so funny, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. I wish comedies made more money. Crazy Rich Asians was funny. They just. Yeah, it was a rom com. Really. Yeah. Speaking I of like comedies. classic comedies. Jack and Jill, starring Al Pacino. Oh, my no, we, God. We, we, we can't bring it up two we, times. We can't a, stop saying we that. We can't bring it up two times during a podcast. Otherwise, I think we'll get cursed or something. All right, Jack, I see we're at around 44 minutes here, so why don't you bring us to the finish line? So, yeah, let's let's close Take it out. In. I'm going full interruption. speed. Interruption. There you yeah. go. You know, this is like. Yeah, this is an interruption. This is like the last. Go on with your closing statement. Come on. I'm sorry they're doing this. Yeah. They're not getting paid this week. We don't get paid at all. I don't have any value. So we're going to close this up like the last two minutes of Speed Racer, but... See, I am unfamiliar with that reference. What an obscure reference. What a very bizarre and obscure reference. 
<laughs> no, but uh, you know, closing out this episode. Uh, thank you to all our loyal listeners, all ten of you, I believe. Thanks, mom. Did she actually listen to us? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, as le- previously stated, we're in growing pains. You know, as all things in life are, we're just trying to figure it out. Uh, nothing's ever perfect. As for those who stuck around after the well, disaster, except Roma, I'm perfect. Except for Roma and Reed and but, Chinatown. That's also perfect. Chinatown. But, uh, you know, after the disaster, what was our first episode after some technical failures and uh, just some problems in the editing room? And I'd say some personal failures, too. That, yeah, that one was on you, Jack. Yeah, definitely. It was <laughs> all your fault. Go on, Jack. I'm listening. But to continue on, you know, thanks for sticking around. You know, we're trying to figure this out. Hopefully, we'll actually get some sponsorships here pretty quick. You know. That's not what this is about. It's not though. what it's all it's about, not. Jack. This is about but the passion. Not yeah, a... it helps. I like being. The, I like to be able to talk, but at the same time, not, not worry about, about bank account. Not about the money. I didn't quite catch that. What's the rest of your thought there, Jack? So, getting a shitload of money. You ever seen that in Spaceballs? Go on, Jack. I'm listening. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, we have a Patreon now. You can find us at Studio Brain on Patreon. Uh, support our major podcasting company we'd love it we'd love to soon we'll be able to figure out i'll try to figure out what we're gonna do for like the more premium patreon yeah we'll definitely give you a shout out on the show yeah sure if you want that but you know i think we can figure out some you know more like private like reviews for the patrons or even like a movie uh, commentary maybe movie commentaries or even like just like a a blog post i'll do anything anything and i mean Anything. Anything? I know if we do a movie commentary, you know what we need to do, Noah? What? Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, I'd like to talk about that. Yeah, we that definitely one. should do one on that. So to continue on, on more social media, you can find us at Instagram at Motion Picture the Podcast, as well as currently you can find Studio Brain also on Twitter and Instagram at Studio underscore Brain. Do we have a Twitter? Uh, it's, coming it's coming soon. It's coming soon. I think it's there. It exists. <laughs> okay. It's right so, next to the MySpace link. Yes, we're right next to the MySpace. So, again, thank you to all our listeners. Follow, subscribe on uh, Google Play Mus- Music, yes, and podcast. I think they have two platforms now. Spotify, if you're listening on Apple Music, please leave us five stars and some comments. Two to three sentences. You know, it helps out a lot. But to wrap up, all i got to say is smoochies boochies. All right. We'll see you next week. Ooh.